Dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. Don't miss our live show on Thursdays, but for now, you've got us on sloppy seconds with our podcast with the Grimdark Gang. It's time once again for Grimdark Live. Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, my co-host, Steve. What do you hear? What do you say, bud? Week six of Nurgle's Rot. You know, I, I, I think I think the problem with all this happening is you're counting. You know, you know, last week you said five, the week before that you said four. You know, I, I think if you just stopped counting, we'd get through all this. Folks, I'm going to have to blame Steve for still being stuck in this, this quarantine. You know what I'm going to do? I, the next time, when we go when we go gaming the next time, we need to line up every single one of our nerdful players and just throw tomatoes at them. I, absolutely. I, I just think we just need to beat the crap out of I think out they of, need to be beaten. I, I do. I do. Folks, I, we're not, we're not uh, you know, condoning violence here on Grimdark Live, but we would we would appreciate it if you guys would just smack all the Nurgle players out there, even in 40K. Just give them a good crack, you know, and just let them know that we're all pissed off at them for doing this Just for the goof. Exactly. Exactly. And, and uh... And, and maybe through all of our combined efforts of beating the crap out of the Nurgle players, we'll actually uh, we'll actually get through this. Um, no, they'll get revenge on us, and we'll all get sick. <laughs> those those slimy bastards. But uh, but yeah. So what uh, what are we going to be talking about? And here's the other thing too. I I really have a severe problem with all this, like you know, social distancing. I, I'm not a very social distance kind of guy. You know, it's like that. Oh, that's, I don't know, Pat. We always try to social distance from you. You know that that's just my thing. You know, I'm 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 just like it, I I just feel so lost without you know being being around a bunch of people. You know, my parole officer thinks it's fine, but I really have to be out there with the people. This is tough yeah, on me, God. man. This is tough on me. Is it tough on you? No, it's not tough on me. Uh, I don't know how you, I don't know how you live with yourself. Well, I, actually, I do know how you live with yourself. You're in the basement, you know, with True Nose, you, you know, playing those solo campaigns. Is that is that really what they call it now? You know, hey, a solo campaign. True Nose 2020. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you're gonna go blind if you keep that up. The doctor gave me medication, but then never mind. Everything's fine, Doctor Vinnie Bubats. That's it. But what do we got, man? What are we gonna be talking about on tonight's show? Well, we are going to be talking about a lot of the reveals that we had from last Saturday. We are going to be talking about the Shadow Stalkers, which is a new That's going to be a good group one. for Warcry. Yep. And then, of course, we're going to be talking about the biggest uh, reveal, no pun intended, uh, yeah. the Giants, the Sons of Behemoth, were yeah. finally revealed. And I like the fact that, that we got out ahead of the Sons of Behemoth, you know, months ago, kind of talking about what we suspected, you know, we, we co- that's when about the time we coined the phrase Uncle Lester, Giant, and, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we were actually kind of out ahead of that, talking about that, because you know what's funny, if you go back and you listen to some of our past shows, a lot of the things that we said, you know, we were reading the tea leaves and we we're kind of going through stuff. A lot of that stuff, I mean, not not that, not that you know, calling it like you see it with Giants is that tough to do, right? But, um, 
but a lot of things kind of came to fruition here. And I think I think there's still some stuff, you know, behind the curtain, and we're going to kind of get into that a little oh, bit tonight, too. I don't think that, that they're done by a long shot. No. Um, I think that uh, we're still getting more stuff for this army. We still have King Bronn. Yeah, right. Yeah, with, yeah. They're special characters. Right. So, uh, you never know. I mean, if they made a Scarbrand kit, why couldn't they make a King Bronn? Yeah, yeah, and I, this is definitely the year of destruction. You know, it's funny. I go back to to the show we did, you know, right before the, the, the start of the new year when we called out, you know, the the top most popular armies. You know, of course, if you remember right, you know, and part, and part of what we're going to be talking about is a little bit of your prediction. You said Dark Elves or, or some variation of them. Uh, Randy, you know, the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming, he's not with us tonight. I'm kind of concerned about him. I, I have some reports on his, his potential whereabouts. I'm a little concerned. And, and do, do, you, do you know where really? he is? Do you know where he is? No, tell well, me. What, well, what have you found out about? We're going to get into that. I, I need to, I need to calm down first, you know, about our poor little buddy, Randy, you know, I mean, he's, he's really kind of taken a turn for Did the he worst. Did get and, in trouble in Vegas again? Well, no, it's, it's interesting though, that, that you, you brought up Vegas because he's not too far from Vegas. Of course, you know, he's, he's banned there. He's not allowed to go there. He's, he's, he's blacklisted, you know, because well, of that was little, because of that one thing with the, no, never mind. Well, yeah. When he was running around the streets, calling himself tripod, you know, he got in a lot of trouble for that affair. I mean, that just scared, scared a bunch of kids. Well, I heard he pole vaulted right into the fountain. Oh, I tell you, well, every time that guy rolls over in bed, he pole vaults right into the closet. <laughs> but Randy, the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming, he said Seraphon. And of course I said, you know, hi, Elf, but you can see I've already kind What did of... you call him? <laughs> Seraphon. No, oh. um, uh... I said high elves, and I've already completely screwed that one. I mean, you got the the lumineth, you know, the the they're running around with bananas the on their head. I cow know. elves, yuck, moo cow, yeah. It's hey, what do you? Uh, here, here's one for you. What do you call it? What does a cow with buck teeth say? I don't know. Moof. Wow. Go back to the drawing board on that one, buddy. Thank you very much, folks. I'm here all night. Tip the veal, try the yeah. waitresses. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and that's why... Wait a minute here. Now go back to Randy. You said you knew where his whereabouts. Well, we're, we're yeah, we're, we're actually going to get there. We're going to get there. I need to, I need to calm down. We got to warm up the show. We got, we got very important people listening, man. We got our guests and this, you know, our whole reputation is on the line. I mean, of course, yours oh, is already well, out the We're window. really in trouble. Yeah, yours is gone. But yeah, folks, we're going to be talking about the rumor engine. We got some more of the games workshop reveals, and we're going to be having a little more of an emphasis on the Sons of Behemoth, and we're going to be talking about these mysterious elves, and we're going to be getting into that. And of course, I got, uh, I got one of the, 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 the guys here with us, Steve, my, my cohort, my pal, my co-host. He's going to be talking a lot about... Uh, you can't threaten me. Well, you know, I, 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 you know I, and I do have, I think somewhere, and, we, and if it's not this show, we're going to show it in the next couple of shows, where you actually dressed up like a witch elf. I've got a couple of those. And I think, I think, I think we are going to make <laughs> wow. sure... That might be the That's new Grimdark advertisement. That's a Weight Watchers. Oh, I got I to gotta tell you, it was, um, it was something. It was something. I mean, it, it, you know... All, all things considered, you know. But well, what are we considering? Well, you know, not that anymore. Yeah, I think I think I burned that whole photo album. But as always, we got the question of the day and the closing thoughts towards the end of the show. Hey, you grimdark goons! Thank you all so much for listening to our grimdark live podcast. If you're new to the grimdark live experience, or podcast and like what you hear please follow this podcast and pass us along to your friends let us know what you think about grimdark live in the show's comment sections and let us know just how we're doing also don't forget to catch us live on thursdays and if that isn't enough for you check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com that's grimdarklive.com anyway thanks for listening 
following and just being awesome. So let's uh, let's get rolling with the show. But you know, I, I I almost forgot here, Steve, because you know I could tell, I could hear the dismay, the panic, the you know the the horror in your and I, I did say horror, by the way, um, in your voice about our little buddy Randy, who's again, well, you know, I only got about five thousand worth of bail money here. How much trouble did this guy get into? I got to tell you, you know, I'm uh, I'm 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 really concerned, and you know, I, I can see that you know there, there's an imposter, you know, chimed in, and this is of course some of the people that actually work for Randy. He's a very mysterious individual. He's got a lot of people that are, are trying to look out for him and his criminal activities, and claiming that he's still stuck on some second shift, you know, working late nights. But you know, the number two and then the secondary notice of things isn't exactly a, regarding a work shift. Um, you know, folks, Randy, you know, the, the nicest guy in tabletop gaming, uh, you know, he's uh, he's currently not with us, as you know. He's, he hasn't been with us for a while. We've been uh, uh, looking for him, and, and, and we have we have found him. And, and it appears that, uh, and Steve, did, did you know this at all? Did you have any idea about Whoa, any of this? I'm waiting for you to tell me. Well, it, it looks like that uh, that Randy is, is stuck, you know, in, in Spanish Fork, Utah. Um, you know, this, this, You're this. You want by my relatives? Well, yeah, you know, and, and you know, I got to tell you, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, you know, he, he's, he's a man of very few words, but you know, this, this coronavirus has really been tough on all of us. And as everyone knows, you know, Randy is a, is a well-known polygamist and he doesn't like me to talk about it a lot, Steve. He really doesn't because, you know, it offends him. It offends his wife, his other wife and his other wife. You know, he, he, it, it, it offends him. He doesn't like, he doesn't like me to talk about that at all. And, you know, it's funny when he first told me we were sitting around having a beer and I thought to myself, you know, I, I said to him, I said, how, how can you're a what you're, you're, you're a polygamist. And he said, yeah, he goes, it's, it's just like, it's just like the motto of my favorite beer. He says, beer is so good. Why not have more than one? I was really shocked. You know, this was the kind of guy, you know, here's, here's when you thought that he was just really good at rolling dice. And, you know, I got to tell you though, I really feel bad for Randy and I hope that he gets out of Spanish Fork, Utah soon, because if this coronavirus isn't bad enough. Hey, that, maybe we can get him a reality TV show. Well, I got to tell you, though, I, I don't know about that because here's the thing. Any man willing to take multiple lives, that's punishment enough. Now he's now he's there in this coronavirus. I, I just uh, I feel terrible for him. Randy, and where did you come by this information? Well, I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you the parole officer. You know, I, but I'm not source? supposed to say anything. You know, he, uh, he, uh, he, and I have the same parole officer for for two for two very different crimes, by the way. You know, I, you know, there's, uh, but but I got to tell you, you know, we we uh, we we used to swim in very similar circles, and of course uh, that was uh, that was that was you know, Randy would always you know, you stop do the cannonball, and of course that that was you know something completely different than what you think it was. It wasn't really a dive. Any more information you have? Yeah, he invented the nutcracker. That's like that's like what you do off the high dive. All right, I'm done. Randy, hope to see you soon, man. And and whoever this imposter is on the boards, you know, we we don't we're not buying that for a second, right, Steve? Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Are you ready now? I mean, are are you okay now? Can we? I know you're kind of emotional. Yes, my curiosity has been satisfied now that we know that Randy is out in Utah. Well, Spanish Fork, Utah. Randy, if you run into any trouble, I've got family out there. And, you know, so but he, he, he did he did go out there because, you know, this is the anniversary that he lost his stunt midget. Well, you stop. I, I'm just trying to it's, – it's a very emotional time for him. Move That's on I'm with trying the to show. Say. All right. Well, Randy, the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming, we hope to see you soon and back on the show here with Grimdark Live. But, all right, let's keep rolling. So what do you say, man? Are we ready to um, get going with the uh, with the news you want to start there? Let's roll. And you know what's funny? I do got to say this. I do got to kind of preface that our little conversation here because the news is so big, such a such a such a topic that um, 
it's no going it, to, it's literally going to be our topic. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to be our topic because it's uh, something that we've been waiting for. Well, some of us have been waiting for for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I think what we're going to do, if this, are, if this is all right with you, Steve, and everyone else listening, um, we're going to, we're going to touch on some of the, we're, we're going to henpack some of the news topics here, and then we're going to dive right into what is technically part of the news, but is actually the greater portion of our, of our topics here tonight on Grimdark Live. Fair enough? Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get rolling here. So I think we ought to start with, and this just cracks me up. This absolutely cracks me up that we are, we're, we're, we're back with this again. We are, we are literally back with the rumor engine and here it is. This one, this one makes me crabby. We stop. I got to tell you, man. Hey, I, I got, I got one for you. Why does the ocean roar? So, Oh gee, I don't know why you'd roar too. If you had crabs on your bottom. Will you stop? What do you mean? I just, you know, it, I, Keep some, the of the, show moving. some of the some show of the, the picture on the screen. What's the matter with you? Some of the women you hang around with, though. I thought it was appropriate. Will you stop? All right, Keep here we moving. go. So, so here it is. Here's our rumor engine. Uh, it looks like a crab claw. Um, yeah, and I'm going to tell you something. If that is what I think it is, if that is for the Idenus Deepkin, mm-hmm. like if it's some kind of a crab critter that right. they're going to have with like a war cry group, you are going to see so many people play that war cry faction because i have a feeling that's what that is yeah yeah i i really do i, I it's funny because you know it, you remember remember when the, the really bad aquaman movie came out um with jason momoa and everyone was freaking out because you had in a deep kin you know that that last battle scene where they had those you know crabby monster you know uh it could be something like that i mean or it could be shades by our idoneth warband well you know there has been you know in one of our um one of our listeners here um, has actually suggested that it could be actually the crab people. We've right. had this rumor floating around for 15 years mm-hmm. that they were going to have, like they were going to come up with some kind of a sea creature army, right? but not the Idnith. I think that's why so many people were initially disappointed that the Idnith were elves because people were waiting for something similar to like the Sahagan from D and D. Right. And, um, so maybe it is some kind of a Kraken army, or maybe it is some kind of a crab monster to go with the um, with the giant. Actually, you know what? Here, here's one, and it, and it comes from Randy himself. It, it looks like it says it, he, he put it here on the board. And said if there's a Kraken eater, meaning the giant, where's the Kraken? What do you think? Could this, I mean, it could, it well, could be that too. the Kraken is a squid. Oh yeah. So yeah, it would be it would be something uh, akin to like a giant squid, but. Maybe this is another kind of sea creature that the sea giant brings with him. Yeah. Yeah, it could be that too, yeah. So the Kraken Eater giant might actually have, like, um, a group of large sea monsters that can come with him. That would be sweet. Yeah, well, you know what? I hope so. I I, I know that we're kind of, we're kind of our, our predictions here are kind of, like, um, grandiose here. I mean, for all we know, like I said, it, it could be... It could be, you know, Shadespire, Ideneth Warband or something like that. Although I don't know what, I don't know what a crab claw like this would be for well, a Shadespire Warband. Slanesh. I no. don't think it's Slanesh. No, um, no, 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 I don't think so. It's, um, it, I, I'll bet you it's something for Ideneth Deepkin or something to go with the Kraken Eater. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. 
I mean, I'd love to see a, a large, like, kind of monster, a sea creature come with the Giants. That would be awesome. Yeah, you know, I know that there was a lot of speculation I read earlier in the week, you know, because they dropped these things on Tuesday, and I read earlier in the week that this could be some, this could be like a next starter box uh, where it, it's the Ideneth versus uh, the the uh, the OBR uh, with, um, you know, they're trying to correlate this crab here um, with with the, the, the scythe from the previous rumor engine. You know, um, I think that would be pretty, pretty amazing, actually. I mean, if, if, you know, you take, you take a new starter. Although, you know, maybe not, though, because the Oceark Bone Reapers already had their starter box with the Ogres. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think yeah. it's something from a starter yeah, box. That's true. Yeah. I would bet it's Warcry. It's something for Warcry. Yeah, yeah, Warcry. Do you, I mean, do you think, do you think Shadespire's kind of rung itself out because of Warcry? Do you think, do you think we're kind of uh, seeing the, the oh, twilight I of that game? That, um... yeah, as, a, as, a side, as a sidebar, maybe. Yeah, I think that Warcry is definitely the direction that Games Workshop is going in due to its popularity because it's it's quick to get into and it introduces you to the world of AOS. Right. It's basically like the gateway, yeah. you know, into AOS. So, no, I mean, I really do think that this is something for Warcry, and I hope it's for the Ideneth. Because they don't have a faction yet, to my knowledge, for Warcry. No, I don't think they do. I don't think they do, and I think that's. I think that would be great for them. I mean, you know, it's funny because I look at something like this, and I'm wondering, you know, could this be a curveball? Could this be something, you know, 40k, or sure. or, or sure you know, it, it, it could be a claw for you know the the, the Tyranids. It could be something like that. I, who 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 knows? But yeah. But I'm looking at it too, and I, I you know I'm looking at the barn. Well, I guess what these, these little circles are. Maybe that's barnacle yeah, or something barnacles. or. Um, it probably is fantasy, I would I would imagine, and I would think that um, maybe that's a bit that comes in the Kraken Eater box, you know, the, the, for where, with the Giants, you know, maybe that's just a, a simply put, maybe that's a bit that he's that's be hanging off one of yeah. his nets or something like that. True. Could be. So. Um, I think it's AOS. I, I it, it, in other words, it's either Warcry or AOS. I don't think it's 40k. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's probably, in my opinion, my call. I think it's either going to be something for the for the Giants, Kraken Eater, probably a bit or something like that, or it's it's something for Underworlds with with the Iden at Deepkin. Um, in my yeah, I think it's Idenith. Yeah. I think it's an Idenith. Or, or maybe Warcry. Yeah, and somehow they'll tie or that Warcry. in. Could be maybe you know you know because they they do have they do have in Warcry the um, I'm having a little bit of a of a of a, of a brain choke here, the, the monsters and mercenaries book for Warcry, And this could be uh, just more monsters rather than just all the chaos monsters that were listed in that, in that book for Warcry. This could, maybe they're expanding out into other monsters yeah, for right. like order. Maybe it could be something like that. I love it. Yeah. I hope it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we, we will have to see, um, you know, what, uh, what that is. Who, who? Well, one thing's for sure: when it finally does reveal itself, it'll be like it'll be like plain for everyone to see. Like this will be one of those rumor factions or one of those rumor picks where people are gonna be like, "Oh, that's what that thing was." Yeah, this will be a remembered rumor engine uh, picture, right? Oh yeah, because it's a crab claw, exactly. It's so distinct. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So moving on, let's keep uh, let's keep rolling here. So, folks, as, as you might have heard on the top of the show, uh, Games Workshop, uh, we're, we're kind of talking about here and getting into are the reveals that happened this past Saturday on the 18th. Now, um, I know we want to get into the quote unquote big reveal, and that's the Sons of Behemoth, but and we also want to talk about the Canaanite Shadow Walkers. We're going to be getting into those here in a little bit, and probably just rolling those into our main 
uh, topic here. Uh, but I think there's some other things I think we should talk about, right, Steve? I mean, uh, as far as some of the lower level, and I say that kind of cautiously, lower level of the um, of the re- reveal, since we are, like I said, going to be getting into the Sons of Behemoth and the Canaanite Shadow Walkers for for Warcry here uh, very shortly, and, and kind of, and I think I think we're going to expand a little bit, right, on the Canaanite Shadow Walkers. We're going to be talking. Yeah, I think about... we're going to do some speculation as to what. Uh that may foreshadow for the shadow elves or the love Valerian it. elves. Yep, absolutely. Love it. Love it. Sounds good. So let's let's start with with the what I think <laughs> the Lumineth mage. And if you remember on the on the reveals, um, I think this got presented by mistake. Because if you remember on the live reveal... Yeah, the guy said, oh, are we supposed to show that or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they were talking about the Canaanite Shadow Walkers, and then pop, you know, this 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 image showed up, and they didn't know what to do. They just kind of froze. And uh, so well, I... They I, rolled with it. I mean, they, no, Well, they, it, it yeah, they had to. I mean, you're, 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 you live, you're live on Twitch TV. You, you better recover. Yeah, I mean, if it was an accidental release, I mean, who cares? really i mean all right. it is is just a mage with a veil over her you know over her face i mean it's not like anything super spectacular right. i mean if they would have you know if they would have revealed like the new dark elves or something okay then it's like you know a fireable offense but you know for something as simple as that i'd be like no big deal yeah all they did was show a mage yeah that's true and, and you know the funny thing is is, is, is other than having you know more of the same ridiculous headdress uh, this mage does have a pretty cool ability, which which I did pick up on, and and I think that um, this, I mean, like like probably most of the Lumineth, I think the people that are going to be playing this will probably do a lot of kit bashing and, and fixing up, but um, oh, work with me here. Wouldn't well, she make a great banshee? Oh my gosh, absolutely! You could green stuff if you wanted to some hair onto the back, or just leave her alone and just uh, maybe paint uh, paint the model as ethereal. Wouldn't she make an awesome looking banshee? She absolutely would. And you know, if you could, if you were pretty crafty and you can kind of make that face of hers under that veil, oh, kind sure. of death, and, and put her, put her with uh, lady or in, in, you know, uh, like a, like a handmaiden, like a night haunt uh, army or something like that. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. That, that is freaking great. So I think a she lot of might that's gonna... also make a great, um, uh, what are they called? Herodons. I think they're female warriors in the night haunt list. Yeah, that's right. She might right. make a great unit champion if you pro- like. If you just you know did some, um, you know some uh, uh, what do they call it? I'm I'm having a brain freeze here. Uh, Proxy green stuff that kind of is that what yeah, you're referring exactly. to? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's what people are going to do because I just I, I got to be honest with you. Conversion, just, that's word conversion, right? But but if you think about it this way, just just from a practical side, I mean, how many times do you hear Sylvaneth players talk about how difficult it is to transport their army because all the little you know twigs and leaves and all that kind of stuff? And how often oh, do you hear yeah. you know different uh, Slanesh players or or different different players that play those really twiggy you know spindly type of armies I, I i play ogres and beast claw raiders so i don't have that problem but um th- this these kind of models i think are going to be a nightmare as pressed you know oh, I'm, for God, for, yes. for cartage purposes and i think that's where you're going to get a lot of people that even if they don't like the headdress they're going to say you know that's going to break off my foam case yep and i i think a lot of that is going to be you know nipped and tucked pretty uh, pretty quick but one thing that they brought up going back to her which, by the way, not now you got me more. I want to talk more about that than actually the, <laughs> the Lumineth model itself. But um, going back to this mage, I don't know if you caught it on the on the um, 
on the Twitch reveal, but uh, her ability is actually pretty cool. And what can happen is in the, the, the melee stage, in the fight phase of the game, this mage can redirect morale tests back onto the enemy. Huh. I yeah, mean, yeah, that could be a real problem. You're not some kidding. Armies. Yeah, some armies, a lot. I mean, th- think about think about the armies right now. I mean, okay, take your trolls. Well, the trolls, I'm not too worried about because we have so many command points that we're literally swimming in them. So, but yeah, but the way you play the army, yes, but not everyone's got that same build, though, Steve. Yeah, true, true. So, I mean, it, like I said, it would be. Um, It'll be interesting to see what people do with this, with with that ability. It could be devastating against some armies. Like low, like you're you're correct. I mean, low bravery armies are going to have a lot of trouble with that. Yeah, and and you know what pops in my mind? We just said it in the beginning of the show here is is that this is the year of destruction, and I think that destruction is going to be in trouble. I mean, you take savage boar boys, they got a bravery of six. You take orc arrow boys, they got a bravery of five, I believe. Um, savage orcs five. Um, my, my, my beloved ogres, you know, we, we could, we could be in some, be in some trouble. I mean, yeah, you know, I think it'll largely be a gimmick. I think some people will use it for, you know, in certain situations. I don't think it's going to be a game breaker though. I really don't. A game breaker. No, but I think it's going to be one of those things. It'll be annoying. Yeah. But actually, you know what I equate her to be? Um, and, and, and again, you're right. You're right. Not a game breaker at all. But when I look at a model like this and I think about the implications of what that means in a game with a clever player, um, you know, being that I, 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 as of recently, really lean towards destruction, um, I think these, I think she is going to be a lot like the fanatics, the, the, the loon smash of fanatics in the gloom spite gets because granted they're not a game changer, but they're just snarky enough in gameplay. You can hide them in a unit and you can pop them out and do things with them that it's going to be a disruption to somebody's um, tactics or somebody's, yeah. somebody's uh, what am I trying to say? Flow of their game. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, if she can turn that whole bravery thing around on them and you also don't know, they haven't revealed yet what the whole war scroll says. I mean, how do you know you don't have to take a, um, a redirect morale test on a negative two or something like that or, well, or, that or, or something maybe, goofy? Maybe you have to take a test and uh, it negates um, a battle shock, a, a battle shock cancel. Like, in other words, you, you can't, can't use a command point. Exactly. You can't use a command point. Now, if that's the case. Well, then we houston we have a problem yeah 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 and if that's the case now you're you're going to have something that's a spicy meatball now now you oh, gotta yeah. have now you got something you're gonna have to contend with there you know so yeah i mean she'll get popped quick like if i know she's getting within range to use that ability uh i guarantee you my trolls are gonna be whipping rocks at her just to kill her and get her out of there Right. Um, yeah. Of course. You know, I mean, she's going to be yeah, a ma- I mean, she's, she's going to be a major target. Quick. Yeah, she's going to be a major target. And when I look back through the history of, of, of quote unquote the high elves, I guess you know uh, you look back through all the different units that became a target. Swordmasters. You know, I, I've always, I've said for years, no matter if it's a um, an elf army or not, you know, some units have the curse of the swordmasters. You know, you you put them on the table and they immediately become a target. You know, um, and I I think yeah, I could see where. You know the, the the veiled mage here could be. Did they give her a name? I don't remember I hearing her name. Knowledge. They may have given her, but I didn't hear it. Yeah, I didn't hear it either. I didn't, if, so if anybody if anybody happens to know what this mage's name is, 
um, let us know because we, I sure as heck don't know. <laughs> and I, I feel yeah. like I should, but I don't. I mean, she'll, she'll be, um, she'll be helpful to them. Mm-hmm. One of our, one of our listeners is saying that, um, what they do is they basic, it's basically an auto pass for their unit and it bounces back whatever you did to them onto you. So like if you killed 10 guys out of the Lumineth Spearman unit, then you're actually taking a Battleshock test at a minus 10. Yeah. And, and, th- but, but then there, there and lies the issue was, can you command point it? You know, if, if they, if they take that away where you can't command point it, well, that's a spicy meatball. That's going to oh, be something it's devastating. I mean, it'll be, it'll be a game changer as a matter of fact, because in that case, yes. Be, oh yeah. Cause now you're going to be going up against like something like OCR bone or not OCR bone reapers, but, um, something like um, that has a very high leadership like Seraphon or something, you know, bravery mm. 10 and it's not going to matter because that's going to be just too excessive. You're abs- That's a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll you know see. what? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, we'll definitely see what have the to actual see. war stroll looks like. A public service announcement brought to you by frag factory 3d printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, Get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. Yeah, and you know, I, I do, I do want to say this because somebody was saying to me the other day that that um, you know they really enjoy listening to the show, but I, I I've really been down on the Lumineth lately, and and yeah, I have. I'm, I'm not going to take anything I've said back. I'm not going to try to uh, recant anything. Um, and, and but what I've always ended all of my kind of you know you know naggy statements about them is is a I, I'm spoiled. I wanted my I wanted my my old uh, uh, elves back well, my, my lord of the rings elves that, that i had at one time yeah um and i also think it's important to note that we use the the, the pronoun i i right. i think this it, it was right. an opinion you know and that and that's not i mean we have been harsh on them i'm not gonna lie but the reason is is that we have a traditional view of what we think high elves should look like right and these are not it now if you remember, we also stated that we're in a new world. So the aesthetic for the elves is going to change. In other words, this is a new world, new cultures, new aesthetic. I'm okay with that. What I've said very plainly is they're not for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like them aesthetically, and I don't like I, I just don't like anything about them. 
that doesn't mean yeah. that there aren't two, three, four guys out there, even within our own group, that are saying, hey, I'm on them on day one. Oh, no, absolutely. And you know what's funny? So because it's all opinions. It's just, you know, that's all this is. We're an opinion show. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess what what I'm what I what I want to kind of end it with is 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 real simple. Um, I hope they're a good army, but but there's another. Oh, there's absolutely, an, yeah, I hope they're a good army. But there's another part to this, and and you know I want to I want to um kind of kind of I know I know he's probably listening. There's a a gentleman that recently just just purchased my Phoenix Guard. I I, I got I sold them all, and uh, he's out in he's out somewhere East Coast. I, I don't want to give his address or anything that way, but but no, he's, no. he's a heck of a guy. I've ta- I, I've kind of com- you know communicated with him uh, back and forth, and and um you know I'm I'm happy that. That's something that I once had that didn't get a lot of playtime at all that I bought with good intentions is going to go and find a good home. But as far as, you know, being that that elf player that I was back in Warhammer Fantasy Battle, seventh and eighth edition, I've moved on. So that's the other thing. I guess yeah. you know, I I've 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 moved on to well other armies, other your, 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 what did you say once? Your your taste change, right? In, in yeah, I mean it's gonna be with Skaven. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's a great example. Oh my god. I mean, if you'd have come to me, you know, six years ago. And said, "Hey, you know, later on, you know, later on in, in your gaming experience, you're you're not even going to want to look at Skaven. You're not even going to want to play. Might have laughed you out of the room." Right. Well, it's especially because that would have been during visiting hours at the penitentiary. It'd have been tough well, to even have stop. that. What are you talking about? I just, just six years ago, you you know brought something to my mind. But anyway, so yeah, so that's what we have on this on this mage here, and um, uh, I, I I I think she's got a cool command ability, whatever her name is, and we'll have to see more about it. But uh, but moving on, we've got. Um, I don't know. Did you see this one? This one cracked me up because uh, maybe it's my my affinity and my love affair with uh, with Nabos. But we've got um, we got a new little guy team for Blood Bowl. You know what's funny? <laughs> I love the models for Blood Bowl. And did you see the one that's on the pole? That, that that's on the yeah uh, the, the two the two little sticks the two little like uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and, and it's dust. Oh, yeah, they're the dust knots. I I love it. And um, hey, you know, it's a great creative blood bowl army. I love it. I thought it was hilarious when I saw oh, it. I I loved it. I I love the idea, and I I love the, the fact they brought back a pump wagon. wagon. Yeah, yeah, and you know what guy on the stilts? I know the guy on the stilts. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, that, that's what they're yeah. referring to. It's a, it's a yeah, full it's team of strength one with a pump wagon. I mean, I I think they said on the reveal, if my memory serves me right, that they're strength one. They got some type of. Uh, of ability called Dirty Player. Uh, they got a secret weapon. They got the Juggernaut, obviously, with that's that's their steam wagon, and I would think, and or steam wagon, their uh, pump wagon, and uh, the Mighty Blow. Um, <laughs> and and I think I think they said something too. They have a mushroom launcher, which is it, they, it's basically just these little snots launching mushrooms at you, which I, I just think is absolutely hysterical. I love the comedy. Yeah. I love the comedy end of it. You know, well, that. that's what Blood Bowl largely is. I mean, there are now there are serious Blood Bowl players. I mean, there's guys that I mean, they you know, they take it as much as you know, they take it as seriously as sports betting. You know, some of those guys. But really, um, oh really? yeah, Blood Bowl's got a cult following. Like, if you're a blood, if you're an old school Blood Bowl player, and believe me, we used to see a lot of them over at the old bunker here in Chicagoland. They, as a matter of fact, they had the Chaos Cup at that bunker at the downers grove battle bunker and uh yeah i mean they're you know it, it has a comedic flair to it but people take it seriously man they, they want to win i mean they 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 track like their wins like they have an actual football season 
the guys that seriously play this game. They you know, I mean, do I, an actual football season. I knew, I, I knew they had a. I, I did know that they had a football season. <laughs> I knew that there was kind of a season to this to this game. But oh yeah, hmm, interesting. That's funny. God, that's a great looking team. I, you know, the, these guys who are working on these. Um, you know, these uh, specialist games are right. just doing a phenomenal job on these figures. Like they're, the tree man with the little squirrel. And the yeah. Board. I mean, yeah. they're doing a great job. I mean, yeah. they look great. They're knocking it. They're knocking it out of the park. They really yeah, are. They sure and, are. And you know what's funny about this? Just like with the halflings, um, you know, now these guys, I love the fact that, that a lot of times you can get lost. And, and I'm not going to get too preachy here, I promise. Uh, give you my worthless word. But a lot of times gamers, I think, can get lost in the minutia of the meta and the armies and the rivalries and you know the the, the conquering and the defending and the usurp, usurpers and, and all that kind of stuff that happens in quote unquote our base game and it's always it's a breath of fresh air i guess when you can kind of step away and have a comedic thing like this but you know that um that you, you can you can actually play that you know I, i've always liked the idea of blood bowl and to be honest with you i don't play it a lot i, I think i've played one game of blood bowl in my entire life and that was yeah. That was pre um, Age of Sigmar. Play, yeah, we used to play it years ago um, at one of our older stores, and um, we all got into it like for about a year, and then it just kind of died on the vine. But we had fun with it. I mean, it was it was fun. We had a good time. Now, did it die on the vine from a from a from a company uh, standpoint just, or from an interest? You know how it is. Player it's like interest. When a, when a guy's lost too many games in a league, they don't want to play anymore. So they just don't show up, and then it just, you know. Oh, okay. All right. Like, only the guys who were winning would show up for games, and guys who were losing, you know, wouldn't play, or they just didn't care about it anymore. So, you know how it goes. I sure It's do. like anything else with gamers. You know, they have the attention span of a gnat. Yeah, yeah, yeah of, a, of, a, yeah, of a goldfish, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, good stuff. Well, those are the two smaller items that I can think of off the top of my head that were part of the reveals on the 18th. Anything else uh, other than the the two uh, quote-unquote big items we're going to be getting into here next is is our main portion of our topics, really? No, I think those were two of the minor reveals, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, gang. I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.GameStormGaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events. So get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. 630-243-9330. 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. 
Well, I'll tell you what, folks, we are going to keep rolling here on, uh, on Grimdark Live. So that's kind of the, uh, the, the henpeck portion of the, uh, the news that happened. But now we're going to be getting into, we're going to be talking about two of the topics that I thought would be uh, kind of roll into our main topics here. And that's the, that's not only the, the Sons of Behemoth, which I think we should start there, right? Oh, absolutely, because they were the first thing that was revealed. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's a good idea, and I think we're going to be getting into that because you know that's I think this is a great way for us to kind of put a little bit of uh, uh, I don't want to say closure because I, we're going to get a lot more stuff that's going to be coming out for the Sons of Behemoth, but I, I think it's going to give us an opportunity to kind of kind of stick a pin in some of the things that we've been talking about since February oh, when, God, when yeah. this when this army first first broke. So. So yeah, so here it is, folks. I mean, the Sons of Behemoth, as uh, we all know, as of the the you know really since February, when we were told that that there was a shipping slip um, sitting somewhere, uh, are an upcoming army for Age of Sigmar, and it's going to be themed around the concept of giants or, or gargants in in copyright speak, uh, mega gargants, I guess is the best way to put it. And then here's what yeah. we know. And and Steve, I'm going to kind of toss the, the the mantle to you because I know that like you've been chomping at the bit to really dig into this, but what we know right now is these models are twice the size of, of what we like to affectionately call here in Grimdark Live, the Uncle Lester Gargant. Um, it looks like there's going to be one kit for th- three options to build. And, and what this means is that the following units are confirmed to be in the Sons of Behemoth Battle Tome. And yes, they are going to be getting their own Battle Tome as, as confirmed. Um, obviously, we got the Ale Guzzler Gargant, uh, which is your existing Gargant, which yeah. we've always called your the Uncle Lester. Gargant. Yeah, uh, I really like the Uncle Lester name for him. I think that's just that fits perfectly. Um, and then there's going to be the new giants, which are the War Stomper, the Kraken Eater, and the Gatebreaker. Mm-hmm. And we also assume, as you heard Steve here say at the beginning of the show, um, that there's going to be a King Broad, but also that the Ford World, uh, Forge World Bone Grinder Gargant will be part of the army. And and uh, I guess we're like I said, we're still hoping for King Broad, which is going to be the super giant Gargant box maybe he's their special character yeah steve what do you think man i mean come on i think that gw didn't just hit a home run they hit a grand slam right uh i think these are exactly what the fans wanted yeah they're they're not so alien or strange looking that they don't look like regular giants Mm mm-hmm and if you keep that picture up that you just had on before, that's the War Stomper. Can you go back to that? Yeah, that picture right there. Can you focus in on that a little bit? Yeah, let me let me go back to that. So you talked about this this guy right nope. here. This nope. one. Nope. Go back. The guy with the horns that works coming. Oh, over the horns. Yeah, this guy. So if you go to the War Stomper, there you go. Take a look at him. Not him. Keep going. Really. The War Stomper, the one that has the horns coming over his head. Yeah, that's why I just had up. All right, let me put him back. There you go. Okay. All right. Let me see here. Maybe you're just delayed here. I'm watching, but that's okay. Okay. Well, he, um, he's up. He's up there right now, folks. All right, right there. That guy, yep. right there. Leave that guy up on there. Now, if you take a look at this guy, a lot of people are misunderstanding what they're seeing there. Those horns are not coming out of his head. That's something that he's carrying on his back. If you look closely. And you bring that picture in a little bit closer, if you can blow that up just a little bit more. Um, those horns are not coming out of his head like a chaos giant. Yeah, no, I that's... think at first people were like really turned off by that. Right. And um, no, that's just something he's carrying. 
that war stomper is exactly what your classic giant should look like. Mm-hmm. He's got a collection of tro- war trophies, basically, that he's collected. Uh, he, he's uh, got the beard. He doesn't look like the creepy Uncle Lester giant. And if you know, I mean, just look at him proportionately. He looks how a giant should look. Yeah. That giant right there, I guarantee you, I will have at least two of them in my army. And you know what's funny? You said something that was that was real profound and, and, and really correct when you gave the analogy. And I'm going to let you kind of repeat it if you, if you can remember how you said it. Where, you know, could you imagine being in the, the Warhammer world, Age of Sigmar world, and, and you're working in a little fishing village and you're out there with your family and you're pulling your nets up and then oh, this big giant shows up? Well, yeah, I mean, there, in the case of the sea giant, the um, the, the Kraken, the Kraken eater. Eater, yeah, right. I mean, just imagine how terrifying that would be. Can you go to the Kraken Eater picture? Yeah, right here. And and but what I'm what my whole point is 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 what we've always talked about. And what and, and folks, this is something that we've talked about here. Yeah, giants should be terrifying. They should be menacing again, and and they they finally they finally the, are. The if if you've seen, there's been several pictures floating around on online where they actually did a uh comparison shot of the of the bone grinder the new mega gargants and then it goes all the way down to like the regular giant the yeah Guzzler, yep i have seen so that forth one and so on yeah but at any rate what it's showing is is that these giants are towering over the ale guzzler well here's what they had up on on warhammer community here's one that i'm just going to show everyone yeah. right now this this is like the real i mean it's, it's a shadow piece because obviously they don't they don't they don't have the, the actual models up but this kind of gives you a flavor of the different sizes of the of the of the giants yeah so. i mean these these mega gargants are huge they're mm-hmm. exactly what the fans have been waiting for yeah, yeah. now here is my question that that i'm here's what i'm kind of working with here Look at now. You can look at that size comparison. Right. I'm hoping that these mega gargans can be played as battle line, and that we're not going to have to rely on those stupid, creepy Uncle Lester giants. Yeah, my friend, I've heard a rumor that the Uncle Lester giants are going to be the battle line. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to be very disappointed with this army, because there should be a way for the mega gargans to be battle line. Now we have a lot of other questions too. How much are these things going to cost um, point-wise? Mm-hmm. Though they're going to have to be close to the four hundred mark. Well, yeah. I mean, let's let's look at it this way. M- myself, you know, I, I play ogre maw tribes, and I have stone horns. I can get six stone horns uh, in in my list. Now, granted, stone horns aren't <laughs> aren't a giant, but they're 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 a stone horn and. When you think about, say, a, a frost lord and a stonehorn, you know they're they're four hundred points. Um, so I would imagine these giants are going to be somewhere in the ballpark of three fifty. Because think about think yeah. about the current Uncle Lester; they're they're one sixty right now. Yeah, they're um and, and they're and that's over over costed because of their their most useless model in the world with that trip and fall on doubles. Right. Because every time you get that crucial charge, I guarantee you, you're going to roll a double. Yeah. So I mean, but I guess what I'm going back to is like, you take your typical Stonehorn beast riders, they're 300 points. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they're going to do some damage on the charge. They're going to do some pretty nasty stuff to you yeah. and they've got a ward save and all that kind of good stuff. But so I would think that these new giants based off of, 
maybe some particular things yeah, that they 300 might 300 at least well i i was going to say probably about 350 points each yep and then That's... i think they're going to leave room for a surprise like a king broad or something like that if you want yeah to um I can see an army of these being no more than probably eight to 10 models. And that will be a full Gargant army. Now I'm hoping that there will be some kind of battalion or faction or something that allows you just to play the mega Gargans and not the littler ones. Mm -hmm. And I'll bet you they do have some, something similar to that, which is fine by me because I'll play whatever faction that is, as long as I don't have to take the creepy uncle Lester giant. Right. And, and you know the thing is, I, I know that that's something that you've always said. <laughs> you, you, you've always had this like this gnawing, you know, disposition with with the Uncle Lester giant. And I, I but mean, what's, but what's beautiful about this is that one of the things that was revealed is that you don't have to take these giants in a Sons of Beaman army. Yes, exactly. They can be used in any army in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so you I'm definitely going to create a list that's going to have a gargan, uh, a mega gargan in it from, um, you know, for my trolls. Right. I guarantee you, I'm going to have at least one variant list that's going to have one of those in there. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and folks, for for what he just said, yeah, I mean that, that there's two options that we're going to be able to play these giants with, and obviously one is going to be to add them into any army. Now that's chaos, order, death, destruction. You're going to be yep. able to put one of these in there. Now, I, I, here's my opinion on this, Steve. I think that option, I think, is going to be the most popular in the long run. And I'm, yes. I'm, I'm associating this here a little bit. I know that, that I don't want to give give too much away here because we're going to be, t- you know, touching on this later in the show. But it's going to have a lot of the same flair and feel of when Imperial Knights got their codex or or recently when the Chaos Knights in 40K got their codex. And and all of a sudden it was like a flash in the pan thing where, where everyone had to have them. But um, Well, here is what's important to note. If you have, uh, what is it? four of these mm-hmm. if you buy four of these gargants they're going to be 140 dollars a piece i guarantee easily, you they're gonna, easily they're gonna they're gonna be 140 yeah so yeah. if you are buying four of them you're easily with taxes going to be spending 600 dollars. now i don't see right. too many warhammer players out there going out and spending 600 dollars on four models so i think they're initially going to um I don't know how to put this, but your um, more financially stable players are going to want to play this army as just Gargans. Right. And I think that what other people are going to do is they're just going to buy one and put it with whatever army they're playing. And that's why I said, I I think this is going to, well, the reason why I said that this is going to be the more popular option in the long run is because we're already seeing on the boards. And I agree people using Kings of War giants, people using Bo- yep. um, uh, Bones miniature giants, and they're already and they're, they're using a bunch of the Uncle Lester giants and converting them, and they're doing some great stuff, by the way. But I already see people taking what they have and taking some proxies and trying to smather together what they think is going to be a competent all-giant army. And as I said, I, that's why I said versus the mercenary-type rules, and what we're referring to, because I saw a couple of people just, just joining us, um, according to the to, to the GW preview that happened this past Saturday, the Gargans in the Sons of Behemoth were going to have some sort of mercenary rules making them usable in different Age of Sigmar armies. And that's, that's every single one. That's order, death, destruction, and I, chaos. And I have to say that irritates the living daylights out of me because okay. destruction 
this should have been an army that was unique to destruction. This should have been our faction, our, our, our go-to faction, basically. I understand, though, from a financial point of view, why GW is doing this. Sure. They know that on day one, when these are released, there will not be a single giant left in the store. Oh, yeah. This army will sell out. I guarantee it. Take it to the bank. Any store in America where these models are being sold, they will be gone on day one. Oh, no, if you're there actually is right. A book, if there are War Scroll cards, which we know there are, and if there are ultimately dice for this army, all of it will be gone, guaranteed, day one. They'll be cleaned out of every store. Right. Yeah, no. They'll it, be that popular. It, 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 they're going to they're gonna go flying out the door. And, you know, the they'll funny thing gone. about it is, and that's why I, I, I wanted to make my first point as far as the first option. Yeah, the first option of this army is going to be a destruction faction, all Gargant army. And like I said, they're going to get, or like GW said, they're going to get their own destruction battle tome. So that's why I said, I think in the short term, with the euphoric nerd juices getting all excited, I, I think that this is going to be an extremely popular way to play this army, you know, all Gargans. But I think after a while being an objective-based game and all the things that plagued Imperial Knights um, I, I, in 40K, I think are going to is going to eventually what's going to plague these, uh, unless these have some incredible, crazy rule. I think people are going to have to be different in their approach to these things now i think the model themselves are going to be extremely popular and that's where i think option two will come in and the more mercenary effect and people will use them but i i get your point as far as being annoyed that you could see a giant standing next to nagash on the table you know yeah they'll be in every army. single army um every warhammer player is going to have at least one of these for their army just for the goof of course and it'll yeah. probably be It'll probably be, you know, um, I don't know. I would probably say they would probably go with this guy here, the War Stomper. Yeah. He just looks, I mean, to me, he just looks the coolest. But, right. you know, that's just my own opinion. Some people may like the Kraken Eater, but. Well, I, 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 think, I think I think Deepkin players are probably going to have a Kraken Eater. Oh, sure. I mean, but the, the nice thing about these models is they're all cool looking poses. Oh, Even yeah. Even the one with the hood on his head, who mm -hmm. is my least favorite. I guarantee I'm going to have him in my army. He'll the hood, the hood, the hooded head. Yeah, I don't care for him. So why? I, I, but what's nice about that is that you can make out of these three different poses, you can make just such a stunningly uh, beautiful destruction army. Right. This army is going to be an army that people are going to stop at a table and and look at this army. It's going right. to be a showstopper. Yeah. Um, when it goes to tournaments, when these models are painted and these armies start showing up at tournaments, these are going to be the games that people are going to stop and watch because they're just, there's something fascinating about a large monster like that on the table and not just the creepy uncle Lester giant, but an actual real giant. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, the funny thing about, about the whole, you know, models themselves, the details on them are absolutely stunning um you know there, there's a couple of uh you know I, I guess i'll just i'll just show everyone I'm, and folks for for people that are joining us later on the podcast i apologize you're not going to be able to see any of this kind of stuff but there's there's one pose here at the cracking just eater. go to the gw website they yeah, have them there right there's the pose here and i'm going to kind of you know look at look at the foot with the sandal the breakaway of the the bottom of the sandal and how that's working i mean oh the detail is incredible the, the, the detail is absolutely incredible and and i'm thoroughly impressed with 
um, really where they've come with this. Because honestly, you know, when when the, the Kings of War giant came out and some of the Song of Fire and Ice giants came out, I got to be honest with you, they looked better than the Uncle Lester giant. And I, and I had thought maybe that for a while there that maybe GW had kind of you know, kind of lost sight of that giant and kind of kind of walked away from really, I would have to say, uh, a model. Real giants. Uh, well, a, a model that they that they kind of coined. They kind of brought the giant to, to you know, fruition, if you will, uh, in the ga- gaming terms. GW is what I'm talking about. And, um, and so I, I kind of thought, okay, well, these other giants are kind of cool. And I saw people playing, proxying those other giants into their armies. And so to see this... Those other those other giants, those other games, oh, they don't they don't stand away, a chance. Yeah. They don't stand a chance. GW has yeah. once again cornered the market with um well with, with their giants. And just think, this may not even be the entire product line. And that's exactly where I'm going next. Yeah, if this if this ends up being what I hope it's going to be, we're going to see large monsters accompanying these models on the table. Oh, could you imagine cavalry? We're, oh give me a break i mean if they if they make like a giant squid or some kind of like <laughs> i mean just think i mean how cool would that be to have yeah. a kraken eater with a with like a uh with like a familiar basically i would you know, love a, it a giant squid that would follow him into battle yeah it'll be this kit you mark my words this kit will be the most popular aos kit for the entire year right it will be the most sold I guarantee you this army, well, that's the reason they turned it into a mercenary army, because they know they're going to sell these. You'll never see these on the shelf for like the first month and a half. Right. They're going to, they're just going to go. The minute they get them in, they're going to be gone. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guarantee you, I will prepay for, I'm going to drop the thousand on day on, on, on the prepay day. I guarantee you I'm going to pay for all. Yeah. Same same here. Same here. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. But let's let's go back to one thing that we I think we do know. I mean, obviously mounts and, and cavalry options and, and familiars and all that kind of stuff is awesome to think about. But I, I think a little closer to what we could be getting is King Broad, a named character. I hope so. And and, and you know, between you, me, and the lamppost, you know, and, and folks, for people that are just tuning in, I, I read everything. I, I I buy all the the the. The, the codexes I read them twice I really do um, and I love the lore I'm a lore junkie and I said lore Steve by the way um, but King Broad is something that really captivates me when I saw this army I'm getting my hopes up here I realize that I'm getting my hopes up here that we're going to get a King Broad because when I read the God Beast book and this character King Broad he was introduced in the God Beast book uh, as the last true son of Behemoth and he he is absurdly strong um and, and decently intelligent i guess master of the gargant tribes that are native to the the, the scabrous sprawl which is where the giants kind of are from i guess the best way to put it and this character claims to have crawled out of the um like a like a chasm in the ground um and i can't remember the name it's like the the titan the, the the titan pit or something like that i'll have to go back and remember how that is but i'm kind of going off memory here and he basically crawled out of this pit and said hey i'm, I'm everyone's leader and they said okay got it but he had to pulverize um a bunch of other giants that were going to try to be his challengers and and he cemented his rule and, and stated his ambition to kind of reclaim his father's ancestral mountain home 
Um, that, of course, if you guys have followed the, the lore in 8th edition where the ogres, Mountains of Morn, they, they took from the Sky Giants, I think my point is this character is going to bring a lot. If they do tie it in, I think he's going to bring a lot to these giants, which are obviously not going to be the bumbling idiots that the Uncle Lester giants have been in the game for, for um, a while. I guarantee you if they have the trip and fall rule, uh, that will kill this army. Right. I could care less about the Uncle Lester Giants because if I do have to take them, I'm going to just going to take the three for the battle line, and I, I could care less what they do. They can go up there and die for all I care. Right. Well, that, that's um, kind of your, your whole thing about battle line. Yeah, I did. Yeah, please go ye forth and die like you should. Right. Um, but I guarantee you this this product line, though, is not done. No, they have to have at least a character to lead this army. So we've seen the basic troops now. Granted, there there may be some rule where, like, you know, you can just nominate the Kraken Eater as your general. Mm -hmm. Okay. And maybe he can be both battle line and the general. Okay, fine. You know, that that's okay. But I just can't see them releasing an army and not having some character. Right. Even if it's just like a giant king of some kind, and then you can, you know, just uh, maybe change them over to King Brond if, if, you know, the parts are in the, in the kit. Yeah. You, you might be able to build them that way. You know, you, yeah, you, you might be able, be able to, do to that. build them as either like a, like a character or the King. I mean, I guarantee you if they make a King Bron, I'm going to be playing them. Yeah. But you know, it's funny to go back to this the reason why I brought this up is something I'm really looking forward to. Is if you remember that uh, it was, it was rumor engine, maybe four or five rumor engines ago where it showed that pillar, like that big, uh, like almost people thought it was the end of a big sledgehammer or something, but, it, but Oh yeah. 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 Well, in the story with King Brod in the story, he always carries with him this massive granite pillar that serves as his like personal weapon and symbol of his, his basically his like right a to giant lead. Mall or something. Yeah. Yeah. To lead all the sons of Behemoth. So that's what leads me to believe. I think we are going to be getting a, a, a King Brod model because of that rumor engine. Well, yeah, this is only the first reveal. I mean, I think people need to understand that this is th what we were shown last Saturday was just the, the first reveal of this army. Mm -hmm. We haven't even seen the book yet. I mean, we haven't even seen the book. We haven't seen if they have wizards or if they have druids or if they have characters right. of any kind. We An ability to dispel gargons. or something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Mega Gargons, that's it. You know, because they, they talk about all the time how, it, you know, in the Scabarus Sprawl, where the Giants are from, they're constantly killing Cygors and all that kind of stuff. Like, you don't know, like, maybe a Giant's walking around with, like, a Cygors eyeball, and that's his ability to dispel. Even if they don't have priests, maybe he can dispel stuff, you know, uh, something. I'm just, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm I mean, grasping yeah, at anything right be, now. but They could have some immunity to magic. I mean, who knows? You really right. don't know. Now, the Kraken Eater, maybe he's, like, the wizard or something. I don't know. We yeah. know nothing, basically, about this army other than what we've seen so far. But I can tell you this, if we're going to kind of wrap up the giant conversation, right. I can tell you that this army is going to be such a godsend to the Destruction faction. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I don't think Destruction is done. No. I really don't. No, I, I, I think don't think so either. No, I think we're going to see um, Grotz of some kind. Either the Git Mob Grotz. I would love that. I, I don't think Destruction's done this year. I, I've always loved the Git Mob. I would love to see them come back. But this Top army Goblins, is going be to awesome? be. Th this is just going to be the most one of the most popular armies this year, yeah. and you're going to see these models on in almost every army for at least a good year. Yeah. Hey, 
I hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live experience and the show. If you want to support the show, please like and subscribe on YouTube and follow us on our podcast. This way, you'll be alerted when we post new content. If you'd like to support Grimdark Live further, head over to GrimdarkLive.com, get a t-shirt, dice, or there's Patreon, which makes our show possible, keeps our mics on, and the lights buzzing. Big thanks to everyone, past, present, and future, who have supported Grimdark Live. We do this because of all of you, and of course, we will continue doing this for as long as we can. Okay, you guys ready for more Grimdark Live? Let's get back to the show. And, and you know, folks, I, just what Steve said is, is is absolutely right. We don't know what's coming up, but I want to kind of, if I if I can, I I, I kind of want to do the old Uncle Grimdark kind of close out, you know, this, this section here with with kind of what we know about why I think this is going to be a very rich, in tuned army. I don't think this is going to be a bunch of you know clunky big models on the table. I don't either. Um, you know, and folks, for, for many of you people that are just kind of getting into the game or the hobby and you don't really know the backstory, there have been many origin stories about the giants of, of the old world and, and particularly how they tied into one faction that, that is very beholden to me, and that's the ogres. You see, back in Warhammer Fantasy Battles 8th Edition, the ogres essentially took the mountains of Morn from the Sky Titans, which were, you know, big giants like these, uh, in some fairly epic battles against these giants, these Sky Titan giants. However, in Age of Sigmar the story has somewhat mutated and in, in the ogre maw tribes in the battle tome it, it mentions that the sky titans uh were a race of in, intelligent giants whose flying castles were destroyed by gorka morka for the crime of using their cannons to shoot down a school of like they, they call them like uh megalophins which, which are basically giant sky sharks that gorka morka wanted to hunt and the ruins of these sky castles were said to have landed in the scabrous sprawl. See, now the tie here with these giants. The implication is just that, uh, like in the previous and, and varied stories in the Warhammer Fantasy, the Gargans uh, are nothing but descendants of the sky titans who have devolved into primitive states. But what, I think what we're going to get here with these giants is a more evolved, smarter type of giant. Maybe Ilk and akin to those sky titans that at one time the, the ogres had, had fought and, uh, or, or the other story, you know, uh, Gorka Morka had, you know, shot down all their stuff. So that's kind of the, the, the whole two cents as far as the history to kind of bring it up to speed of where we are now at the Sons of Behemoth. Yeah. So. And I think that, uh, we're going to see more reveals here in, um, not, ne- not this weekend, uh, next weekend. Right. I yeah. believe it's the first weekend in May that yep. we're going to see the next reveals. That's correct. Yeah, that's going to be the next. That's going to be the next time that we're getting uh, the 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 next reveals. So. Um, so that'll be May second. Correct. Yep, May second is going to be the next one. So, but yeah, so that's what we have as far as the um, the giants, the, the 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 new gargants, if you will. So. Wait a minute. What the hell is that? What's going on? <laughs> Now, it's time for that part of the show where we present the rules from hell. (laughs) Yes, that's right, Grimdark Goons. It's time for the rules from hell, where we present the game rules from the past or present of the Warhammer worlds that just sucked. Here it is, gang. A Warhammer rules from hell. Let's face it, sometimes we, the players, are the hell to the rules. So listen up here, you short-pants little demons. We're gonna we're pointing our fingers right back at you for getting the rules wrong and making these rules hell on the tabletop. 
Units can run and retreat in the same turn, or shoot and charge in the same turn, but not mix and match. By default, if a unit runs or retreats, it can't later shoot or charge, but running and retreating aren't mutually exclusive, and shooting and charging aren't mutually exclusive. Remember that. You'll thank me later for it. And that could definitely be a rule from hell. And now you know a rule from hell. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. But there was the second part, and this is another thing that's right up your alley here too. And so we got the uh, the war cry. They showed us the uh, the, the Canaanite shadow stalkers, and um, I got to tell you, I, I I love the models. Uh, and, and, yeah, uh, and you know what is funny? It, it, where gw is going with the malarian elves this is it you think so because i think these would be tied more to marathi because aren't the canaanite well, shadow they stalkers their spies that marathi uses um, to like enforce all of her you know schemes here's what a lot of people don't understand about the about the dark elves in general in this world okay the canaanites already existed before marathi all she did was come in and take over the cult by claiming that uh, the heart of iron Cain's heart uh, made her the, the made her the prophetess basically of the cult and they just went along with it okay but the Canaanites have existed for a long time so we know that there have to be Canaanites in um, Malekiths or Malarians dark elves we know that we we know they have to exist in that in in that faction so I think what we're looking at is the first hint of what these new shadow elves are going to look like. Right. And I think that's what they're going to be called. I think they're going to be called shadow elves. I hope so. And, and let's, let's kind of go back here. So what we, what we, what we were shown folks on Saturday is we were shown three models in the reveal, but we've been for told, war cry. yes, for war cry. Correct. And we've been told to expect 12 additional models for this warband or 12 total models for this warband. And beyond this one, I guess we can expect more warbands of the same ilk. And so those three Warcry minis are amazing, are They're absolutely great. amazing. And oh, beautiful. I hope the rest of the warband keeps the same high standard. I really do. Now, as I'm sure you'll agree here, Steve, the, the Dark Elves, they do look fantastic. Now, the models and everything themselves, does this kind of capture for you? I mean, what are your thoughts when you look at this? Because you were a, a, a huge Dark Elf player back in the day. Yeah, so. they're exactly what I wanted the Dark Elves to look like. Um, they should be the assassins. The you know the, their, their abilities should all be about the ambush and the sneak attack and using sorcery to accomplish their goals. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, granted, there are portions of their, of their army that should be, uh, you know, tough, like the executioners or like the black guard, but the shadow elves, in my opinion, should be an army that should be based on shooting. Like they were back in sixth edition and uh, shooting and defense. That's what this army should be. Assassins popping out of units when the enemy, you know, charges in. Right. And these elves here, those models. I mean, and by the way, they knocked it out of the park with these models. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. These are exactly what I would, what I hoped uh, dark elves would look like in this new AOS world. Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't I, care to tell you the truth. I don't care if they're with the daughters of Cain, and I don't care if they're with the new, you know, Shadow Elf army. 
I don't care which army they're with. They're yeah. awesome. I, I really like the update to the Mistweaver. You know, the Mistweaver Saya. I, I, I really like what they did there because, you know, she kind of vanished and, you know, she was kind of taken off the, uh, the, 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 the GW website for a while. I mean, but you had said something when we first started talking about this, that you really think this is going to be possibly an intro to the Malarian faction. I do. I do. I think this is what they're going to look like. And Interesting. If, and if, if the Dark Elves, I mean, God, the model design is just incredible. If the Dark Elves in AOS look like this, they are going to be one of the most popular Elven factions. I agree. I think they'll just blow away the Lumineth. Well, I, I, I really do. But I got to tell you, I, I, I have to imagine that Malarian's elves wouldn't quite match this style, given their links to Marathi. But, but uh, then you know that that gives me room to be a little bit more esoteric after the the quite straightforward Lumineth. I guess is the best way to put it. But, um, but yeah, I, I would I would think that these probably would be more more to more to Marathi. That, that's just my um they could be i mean we don't know anything about them yet uh if they are part of the daughters of cain faction that's fine with me they look i mean they're beautiful models right but i think people have to understand too that marathi's you know daughters of cain are part of old goo i mean that's right. that's part of malarian's kingdom so these elves here cannot be so so much more different than what we're going to see in his army right i think these are going to be exactly what his dark elves look like i think the dark elf faction is going to be one of the most anticipated factions of of the end of this year i think they're coming this year too i do and, I, well, think I, I think so too i, I say late fall. late this year like the last release possibly of okay. this year. And you know what's funny is, is I have to agree with you that these models, they, they really take their look from the classic dark elf aesthetic from yes. the original Warhammer. I mean, these these new elves are very uh, cloak and dagger, I guess. Uh, and and yep. that was a huge part of the appeal and tactics of dark elves from Warhammer Fantasy. Yes, it's what dark elves should be. They're, they're a defensive shooting army that yeah. uses magic. You know, right. I mean, they're not going to be that army that's going to want to go up and get in your face, at least at not until it's opportune for them right i mean you never you never knew where the assassin was going to pop up and start slaying your forces when when, you know you never knew it's going to be a phenomenal looking army i can't wait to see what they do with the shadow elves yeah and and you know the funny thing is going back to the daughters of cain i mean the canaanite shadow stalkers um were i think we're very clearly getting either a combined army or maybe at the minimum, an allied force with with this reveal. I know it's well, Warcry. Is technically the daughters are part of Mal uh, of Malekith's or Malarian's uh, army. I mean, he's giving her. She's yeah. basically renting space in right. his realm. Yeah, because he kind of gave her that little spot. Yes, right? he did. He gave her that spot. That he gave her that spot is basically an insult, and she turned it into a you know into a boon. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. Going back to the, the Canaanite Shadowstalkers, you know, I, I, you know, Canaanite daughters of Cain, you know, that's kind of why I'm tying all that together, um, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of wondering if, if it's going to either be a combined army, a la, you know, orc bone split, or orc war clans, or yeah, or is it going to be an allied force? I do. Which, I think that's where they're going. I think Malarian's army is going to be a a uh, combination of the daughters of Cain. And they're uh, and the shadow elves. They're basically going to bring the daughters of Cain into the fold. 
Yeah, and, and I think in, in in one way, it's kind of a smart move on GW's part. Oh, absolutely, it is. You know, yeah. which elves can really be used to fill out some gaps in in, in, yep. in the shadow elves while they, I guess, ramp up the range. Um, for now, I, I think what I'm saying is I don't mean gaps as far as like battle line. I think I think the, the models will fit nicely in an army while the army, from a production standpoint, real world kind of grows. I mean, I think assassins and witchers are right up there with you know. Uh, Reaper crossbows and executioners, in my mind, when it comes to the old Dark Elf range. Um, you know, they, they, they kind of go together like peanut butter and jelly, really. I mean, uh, but but clearly, we're seeing the vanguard, right, of the elves from oh, the Realm yes. of Shadow. Yes. Right, would you, I mean, I think, is that a safe this way to put it? This is a sneak peek, yes. This is a sneak peek into what uh, we're going to see in the Shadow Elf army. Yeah. I mean, we've been getting hints and teases about them before, and, and now we're finally getting some movement uh, for them on, on the whole model front, I guess. Um, and I'll be very curious here, Steve, where GW takes this one, uh, you know, coming up here, because um, I'd like to see where they go next, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because uh, I, I hope that this will take the, the, the this, this trio of models that were released on Saturday and create a range around similar themes, I oh. guess. I mean, it, the model design for the these figures are some of the best looking elf models I have seen in ages. Yeah. Uh, if this is the direction they're going in, then uh, dark elf players have a lot of good things to come. Yeah, I, I, I really I really agree with that. And I think that they're going to continue this. You know, and like I said, I, we opened up the show by saying Sons of Behemoth were, you know, a... Uh, a home run hit and and i i do believe that um and i think these dark elves are probably going to be a triple play if you if you want to know my my honest yeah. God opinion yeah but, they're going to be but the nice thing is these models are going to be uh tailor-made for your pro painters like the pro painters oh are gonna yeah have a field yeah. day with these models yeah yeah they they're going to be they're going to be happy with these but which won't be me <laughs> Yeah, or me. <laughs> which, which will not be me. But, you know, I, I the reason why I kind of tied in before the uh, the idea that this, this army here could go the way of the Orc War Clans um, is because I have a concern about that. And I kind of want to vent this and, and, and let me know what you think about it. Because one concern I do have about these models uh, and the addition of, say, the, 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 the Witch Elves, and again, I'm, I'm tying together the, the, the word Cain that's in both of their names, um, Daughters of Cain uh, versus here, uh, it, it it could get a. I'm wondering if it could get that whole Iron Jaws Bone Crusher thing where they end up getting rolled into the same book, like Orc War Clans. I do have oh, a concern about that. Um, oh, I absolutely believe that's where they're going. Yeah, I think that would be a mistake, as the Daughters of Cain are already a pretty well established faction. Now that I, I mean, when I really think about the whole thing and I process the whole thing down the line, um, and I think the Daughters of Cain seem pretty set in their ways with Marathi at the helm. Uh, at least in a lore perspective, and how even how they they kind of offshoot and tie into Slanesh and the Ideneth Deepkin and all that other kind of stuff. But um, but I guess all that could change maybe with a with a you know another book or something. But well, I, I, it I, could change hmm. with yeah with the story. In other words, um, yeah, uh, Malarian may see it deem it uh, necessary to bring her back into the fold because she has been very successful with the Canite cult. Um, the Canites, the Canites are in every single city in, in the cities of Sigmar. True. They are, they literally have a temple in every single one of the big cities and they have grown by leaps and bounds. 
So you, if you really think that Malekith, uh, that that's gone unnoticed with him, oh no. Yeah. Uh, and he is the supreme ruler of Ulgu. So he will assert his dominance over his mother. And believe me, she will acquiesce to him or he will beat her down. Yeah. Well, he, he is a God and she is not. And, and, and she wants to be sitting at the, at the, uh, the adult table, but she's still over there with the kitties. Yeah. She's at the kitty table right now. And I've always said that the story is going the story, the way the story is going to go is at least the way I see it is that once the Canites find out that Marathi has been lying to them, about the about the heart of Cain, uh, you're going to have a rebellion within the daughters because the Malusi, the Scathborn, the Malusi, and the and the Harpies, basically all of Marathi's children, um, they're going to end up uniting against the Witch Elves, and it's going to be a bloodbath because right. uh, the the Cainites are not going to forgive her for that if they find out that she's been lying to them. That's an unforgivable crime. They'll hunt her down and kill her. And she's not that powerful because she's not a god. Right. She's powerful, but she's not a god. Yeah. Yeah. She she can be taken down, in other words. Or Malekith, Malarian, is going to um is going to use that to his advantage. He's gonna maybe possibly hold that over her head and say, Hey, I know what you're doing, and which he probably already does. But he goes, you know, he could say, Hey, I know what you're doing and uh now you're going to serve me right. directly. So we'll see. We'll see where they're going. But it's a beautiful set of models. I think that, once again, the reveals this week were a grand slam for me. I think the Dark Elf models are beautiful, and I think the Giants just knocked it out of the park. They yeah. couldn't have done any better. When do you think, uh, you know, you know, kind of closing it out here, when do you think the Giants are going to be released? June. Okay. Yeah. June, June. July. Um the the Lumineth are coming first from what we've been hearing. Um but I, I hope that the Giants come first, but I think the Lumineth are coming first and then the Giants will come in the summer. But uh I'm willing to wait. That's fine. Yeah. Hey gang, I really hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live show so far. Thanks for being with us. But before we get to the question of the day, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker by becoming a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, you should know that Grimdark Live isn't just there for entertainment. We're a full-time miniatures assembly and painting service. We have three different levels that we currently paint to, and we provide free quotes. So let us know if you have something you need painted, and we'll get it done for you. And if Patreon or painting isn't something you're ready to do at this time, we totally understand. And thank you for spending time with us here on Grimdark Live. So with that said, let's get to the question of the day. Well, here it is. We are we're actually at the point of the show. We got the question of the day, and I thought it was a good tie. And we we kind of we kind of started the the topic with the giants. We went into the the the, the, the shadow elves. Now we kind of asked when the giants are coming out. So here's the question of the day regarding the sons of Behemoth. Um, okay. So you ready? Yeah, let's go. Will the sons of Behemoth become the imperial knights of Age of Sigmar? Uh, 
possibly for a brief while. Um, like any other army, they're gonna they're gonna hit hard when they first come in, and then people are gonna figure them out, and then the people who were not very serious about them are going to sell them off, or they're just going to use them in other armies that they want to play. I ultimately agree with you that the majority of these models will be seen in other armies. You're not going to see a lot of people playing Sons of Behemoth because it's going to be a highly expensive army to play. It's going to be like the Imperial Knights. Um, we don't know if they shoot or not, like if they throw rocks or what they do. So a lot of um, a lot of things are up in the air right now with them. But uh, yeah, I think they're going to have an impact when they first come in. I think they're going to tear it up on the tables for the first couple months until people figure out how to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I, I, I agree with that. And that's kind of my, my sentiment. And I kind of wanted to see by asking the question, if you agreed as well. And, and we kind of touched on this a little bit. We kind of cheated here a little bit on the show as far as the question of the day, but yeah, as far as how to play them, as I said, I think in the short term, you know, with the uh, euphoric nerd juices getting all excited, I, I think that this is going to be an extremely popular way to play this army, meaning all giants, all gargants. And I think initially they're going to do that. But I think the game itself is going to test your typical Joe and Jane gamer. Um, because like in 40K, there are still, you know, people that play only Imperial Knights or people that only play Chaos Knights, and they do fairly well with them. And when they don't, they don't. But there's people that have stayed dedicated to them and have learned how to be competitive with just those models, you know, sure. six, seven models yeah. on the table. I think there's going to be people that are going to do that, but you're going to see yep. the numbers just decrease, like you said, exponentially, because it's, you know, number one, it's, it's, this is a, this is a game where it's like we've said before, it's an objective based game. You need models that can, you know, get to shit, stand on shit and yep. kill shit and, or, or two out of three and is the best way remember, to put it. Four of these mega gargants is going to cost you six hundred dollars for four models. Yeah, there's an, there's a barrier of entry there, isn't there? Yeah, I guess yep. that's you got to look at it from a practical standpoint, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and I that's think just for the models, we're not talking the book, the war scroll cards, the and dice. You, know, you have to buy the battle line. You're talking a, it's a thousand dollar army. Yeah, easily. Easily, easily, easily. But yeah, I think option two, meaning, you know, adding them into another army, you know, via some type of mercenary, mercenary type of deal. I think that's going to be the long run, the way that these armies, I the agree. way that these giants are going to be played. But I think that will even, you know, because I got to tell you, big, big stoppy models. Uh, and, and we've seen it with the, with the, the, um, the Ogre Maw tribes. You know, you don't see a lot of, you don't see six stone horns on the table. Um, you know, I'm a whack job that'll play that, but you don't see that. Um, take the Seraphon. You know, you know, you don't see a lot of the, the, uh, the, the triceratops on the table. Not triceratops. I just use the actual the, the stegodons. Uh, stegodons. You don't see the stegodons. You know, you don't see. I mean, there are people out there that do it. Maybe they do it for a goof. But I think that 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 it takes a different breed of cat, a different type of player to actually do that. So, yeah. Um, I guess to answer my own question, I don't, I think initially, like you said, I think they're gonna they're gonna be the the forty k knights. But I think overall in the long run, um, no. I, I think I think option two will be the way to play them but that's okay run. because what it'll do is it'll weed out the people that weren't serious about the army and um in, in the end it's going to be for the hardcore destruction players like mm. this will be um you know this will be the main on the main entree for the for the how how shall i say the the discerning 
destruction player. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I actually really, really like the way that, that, you know, you put that. So I kind of, I kind of want to do something here real quick if we can. We, sure. we got a, we got a, just a little bit more time on this topic and we kind of went through this topic uh, pretty quick, uh, this question of the day. But when we talk about destruction armies, right? We, we've got the Gloom Spike Gits, you, your particular favorite army. We got the Orc War Clans, right? And we've yep. got the Ogre Maw Tribes. Um, as far as destruction based battle tome armies. Sure. Factions or, uh, uh, yeah, battle tomes, yeah. Now we're going to be getting in the Sons of Behemoth. Brand yep. new battle tome. Love it. So. You 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 said something that kind of that kind of caught my ear. You said the type of player that is going to be serious about playing this army. You know, can you give me? A, I, mean, I, I know I'm I know I'm kind of throwing maybe another question of the day at you, but can you give me kind of a, your analysis? What type of player is an ogre player? What type of player is an orc war clan player? What type of player? Uh, is oh a yeah, Doom definitely. Um, you're you will find that most of your gloom spite get players are um, nutcases like me and Randy where we just want to play the army because we love the models and we could care less whether they win or lose. That's, that's your gloom spite gets player. Now there are serious gloom spite gets players, but for the most part, um, when people see a gloom spite gets army on the table, it makes them happy because they have beautiful models and they're just a fun army to play against. Um, whether it's trolls, squigs, you name it. The orc player tends to be more serious, which you know, if you can believe it, uh, you're going to find that your orc players are your guys that are your tournament destruction players. Those are the guys that want to build an army that can actually crush, kill, destroy, check all the boxes, as Doom and Darkness always says, and um, and win tournaments. And they can, and they're and they're quite capable of doing that, as they've been proving. Um, your ogre player is kind of in between. They they want to play a destruction army, but they don't want to commit to like the silliness of the gloom spites, and they don't want to commit to the um, hordes of models that the orcs have. So they're kind of like that happy medium, if you will. Um, I found that most ogre players are um, serious players. They're they're not goofs. They they don't play goof armies. They're very serious players, but they like to play a serious army with fewer models. Then you have, in my opinion, what's going to be the Imperial Knights kind of giant player army. That's going to be your guy that uh, if they play all giants, they're going to be your committed destruction player. They're going to be that guy that's going to buy them and keep them. Because when you invest $1,000 into an army, you know, I don't think people really realize that that is a huge chunk of change. Like your average kid is not going to come in and say, hey, you know, dad, can you help me drop $1,000 on this giant army that I want to play? He's going to get, you know, laughed out of the store. It's not going to happen. The guys that are going to play the giant army are going to be the, the, the all giant army, I'm, I'm saying. Those guys are going to be your very serious uh, destruction players. Are they going to be serious to the point where they want to win tournaments with the army? I don't know. But I think that no one is going to spend that amount of cash 
and then put it on eBay a, a month later. It's not going to happen because it's too expensive to do so. Um, you may see uh, these new sons of behemoth players. And when I say a son of behemoth player, I mean a guy who's committing to the giant army completely. What you may end up seeing is they may decide, hey, I've already got an orc or an ogre or a gloom spite army. Maybe I'll mix in some of my giants with that army. That's what you're probably going to end up seeing for most people who are going to buy these models. But for the most part, the, the, the guy who buys the, who is crazy enough to spend the thousand dollars on the army, like you and me, or, you know, you know, we're going to do it. Right. We are definitely. That army will be part of my permanent collection because, uh, Number one, I've been waiting for these models forever. I've been waiting for a giant army forever. But yeah, if I was going to round up destruction, I think that that's that that is personality wise. That is the type of player that you see playing those yeah. armies. That, and, and that's what you know, I was and that's what I was going for. And you summed it up great. Like I knew you would. And I kind of I, I kind of threw you a curveball there, man. Um, no, you know, I, I mean, it, destruction is my favorite faction. I know it's your favorite faction. Right. And, you know, and, and it. I think it's something that we've proven. I mean, I yeah. think without a shadow of a doubt, we've proven yeah. that different types of pl- that different types of players are within the destruction alliance. Right. Like I said, you know, you're going to have the goofy players go for gloom spike. They yeah. want to play that fun army. It's just the way it is. I mean, mm. I every guy in our group that plays those armies, we can pinpoint each one of them and say, "Look at Nick. Nick's a very serious player. When he plays his ogres." He plays them to win. He's yeah. not going out there, to, right. you know, to build a goof army like I do with the trolls. Yeah, no, he, he's and he's a damn good player. You, you yourself, I know, I know you kid on yourself a lot about being a troll player, but you're a damn good player. I mean, you, you, you know how to play that army and play it. Very yeah, and you know, to tell you the truth, as much as I do, um, you know, rip on myself, uh, they win about sixty percent of their games. Yeah. And they and, win big. And, and when they, and I think the, the thing about the trolls, and I know God, Rob's probably shaking his head right now, but <laughs> um, the thing about the trolls is that people underestimate them. Right. They look at them and they think, oh, they're just do goofy trolls. And they're, like I said, they're thinking about the trolls that they face in eighth edition or seventh edition. And then they get hit with a damage three attack and they're like, holy crap, what just happened to my entire unit that has now disappeared. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I can make that troll army hit hard, but you know, it just depends on who you're facing and stuff a lot of the times. But, yeah, yeah I think that sums up destruction. Well, excellent way to put it, man. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, but, uh, and yeah, you know, as, as far as gloom spites go, yeah, you are a big dummy. You know, so it it, 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 it does, you, you do fit the mold. <laughs> oh, wear that spite. badge proudly. Exactly. So, but here it is, man. We are at the closing thoughts. And, uh, and, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to close the show out with some thoughts here, man. So... I'd like to close a show. I'd like to close a show with a thought that I, I have on miniature and model alternatives. You know, proxies, if you'll allow me to use the term. Sure. I know it's a it's it's a known fact that many popular tabletop miniature games require you know overpriced, badly sculpted, or or monopose type of models. And while many co- companies they forbid or restrict the use of alternatives and proxies, an increasing number of players who play at different local gaming stores, independent game stores, friendly game stores, you know, they use proxy models or parts from other sets crossbred with legitimate models to, to differentiate their models from a guy across the tables. With the Sons of Behemoth that have been coming out, I, I've seen on the blogs and on the boards many folks showing off their, their 
army builds. And albeit, it, it, it is a GW proprietary army, uh, and I've seen many proxies of the new Gargans for Sons of Behemoth, like Kings of War Giants, Reaper Miniatures, Song of Fire and Ice, and even some smaller miniature manufacturers that offer giant models, and, and they're all great, like uh, a company called Otherworld, another company called uh, Warplock, another company called Black Scorpion, to name a few. Uh, and you know what? They're all pretty awesome sculpts. So are the new GW uh, Games Workshop, Sons of Behemoth, by the way. I, I, I will always say I think GW still may have the market cornered on that. Yeah. But when there are, are people out there, I guess I'll put it this way. There are folks out there who are the naysayers to this type of army build heresy. You know, they say things like, uh, you might not be able to play that in a tournament, or, you know, you're not going to be allowed to play that model in a GW store. Well, what I say to that is, never confuse shoulds with wants. And what I mean by that is this. When you think you should be playing this model or that because others say so or your best friend says so or because you read it somewhere, it should bring a question to your mind. Do you want to play that model? Shoulds are heady stuff here, folks. Wants are gut reactions. Shoulds quickly get contradictory and overwhelming and guilt-ridden. Wants usually don't. Go for the wants. They're more solid and lasting. You and many others will remember your cool proxied army long after that one tournament out of a hundred that you didn't attend because, you know, some bourgeois rule. Uh, then the whitewash concept of what model you should have played with this or that army. Where's the creativity in that? Ask yourself that. And that's my closing thoughts. Well said. Thank you. And that's it. That's uh, that's a great way to end the show. Before I embarrass anyone, and I'm glad we found Randy and and uh, Steve, we've confirmed that you are a big dummy. So that's a great way to close the show, man. Success. <laughs> Gee, thanks, pal. You're welcome. All right, another great show. From Dark Live, I'd like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and dwarf in the Age of Sigmar Worlds. We'll be back live next Thursday, so until then, remember, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a freaking short pants. If you missed the live show, you can catch us again right here on the next Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live throughout the week with Monster Mondays, Table War Tuesdays, Warhammer Wednesdays, Grim Dark Grudge Matches, and a ton more. So stay tuned and stay grim. All you dice chucking goose sniffing gamer games, you're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Remember, embrace the main message here from Grim Dark Live, and that's the social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other and this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com. Don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms.